look at uh, what the competition law says about this, we're joined on the line by uh, Professor Simon Roberts, who is the Executive Director of Centre for Competition, Regulation and Economic Development at the University of uh, Johannesburg. Professor Roberts, good to be talking to you. Good morning. Good morning, and uh, thanks for having me on. This is this is not new. I mean, uh, cast your eyes back to 2002 when President Tabombegi appointed a commission of inquiry to investigate the decline of the rent. You may remember the former uh, CEO of uh, the South African Chamber of Business, Kevin Kevin Wakeford, uh, giving information to uh, to Mbegi, then saying that uh, you know there are dubious financial methods that had contributed to to the demise of the rent. When we fast forward to today, we hear of allegations of uh, these banks using trading chat rooms to coordinate times for the sale of the rent or stop selling for a time in order to manipulate prices. Uh, That goes back to 2007. What do you make of the scale of uh, this uh, allegation that we hear now? Um, well, it's obviously related to the international investigations. Um, I think, as your your clip uh, said, um, this is based to related to the conduct that's happened in New York and London, etc. The scale of it uh, overall is very, very big. Um, cases have already um, moved on quite far in terms of in America and, and the UK. And banks have been fined, I think, at them together about five point seven billion dollars uh, for conduct there. It's very, very large scale. Um, and the rand, in a sense, is just part of those, one of those currencies that's been part of the arrangements. It, uh, it seems it's very large scale, but not necessarily directed specifically at um, manipulating the value of the rand. More the banks making um, additional margins uh, between the offer, uh, offer rate and they're their, uh, their selling it. Just, just clarify that point. Not, not so much about manipulating the rent, but the banks making additional margins. What do you mean? So the banks are, when they're trading currency, are making uh, money on the spread, uh, spread between how much they're paying for the, the currency and how much they're, they're getting for it. Uh, and so uh, the, some of the arrangements relate to um, them agreeing about, uh, about that spread. There is also, in, it seems in this case, but also in the international cases, instances where the banks have at particular points in time wanted the currency to be a little bit higher or a little bit lower uh, at particular points in time through trade. So they have been involved in doing that, but not systematically pushing the rand up or down. Essentially, the banks are making margins that they shouldn't have been making, the same as if uh, supermarkets are buying a product and unselling it, and they're agreeing to mark up a higher amount. Uh, then my next question would be, is this allowed? And then I answer myself because then they, they've been fined or there's a talk of a fine of uh, 10% of, uh, of their profits. So to me, it suggests that uh, they've done something wrong. So it's definitely um, against the Competition Act if, uh, if the allegations are, you know, are upheld. It does seem uh, some banks are cooperating. And as I said, these banks have, uh, have admitted uh, this type of conduct in international jurisdictions. Um, so, yes, it seems that there's uh, quite a big problem, um, but I just wanted to highlight as part of these international arrangements that have been uncovered in different countries. Other countries like Korea are also investigating the effect on their currencies. Um, so this is really a more like a global, um, a global phenomenon. Mm. Well, I'm not going to talk about uh, the, the moral or immorality of, of what the banks have done, but I just want to look at the, the three South African banks and what does it do to the economy of, of South Africa then to, to participate in this kind of an act with, uh, with foreign banks? So I mean, it's very disappointing that South African banks have been involved. It's interesting that all the banks have been involved, uh, at least a couple of the banks, uh, as far as I could see, and I haven't got the inside, inside knowledge of this, but um, uh, I, I don't seem to be included. 
Um, but it has a, it will potentially have a, a substantial effect on those banks that are included. The penalties um, uh, will be determined based on the scale of the conduct. Um, so in terms of the amount of turnover that was uh, related to, to the conduct, the, the time period, uh, and then it can go up to a maximum of 10% of their total turnover, which is very, uh, very large. And that's the cap that the Competition Act uh, puts on the penalties that can be applied. Sikim Kabateli, talking on market updates yesterday, said, you know, they'll just pass on this 10% to, to you and I in, 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 their, in their fees. Can, can, can they do that? Um, well, that's a, a lot of people think that, you know, that's what, the, that's what companies will, will do. They see it as a cost and they add it on. But first of all, there's a number of banks that won't be paying the penalty. So for the ones that are paying it to pass it on, it would mean that the other ones would have to agree to also allow them to do that because... Um, in principle, we as consumers should be choosing which banks to go to, uh, and we should be able to go to the banks that are offering us the better uh, rates. And um, and so for them to be able to do that, they'd have to collude yet again. Um, but it's not the case that all the banks have been involved in this, and not the case that all the banks therefore would be uh, wanting to get the money get the money back. Prof, before I let you go, we have to talk about SAA. What do you make of the developments there? So this is this is a long running this is a very long running saga. This uh, the first case against SAA for this type of conduct um, against it in nationwide and, and Comair um, was I think in 2001. Uh, and, uh, and essentially it's now now the what's happening is now the the harmed party, which in this case is Comair, has gone to court uh, quite a while ago to get damages back. And this shows not just about the penalties. The penalties SAA paid were around about 47 million rands for this conduct, I think. And now Comair, in terms of damages, has been awarded uh, more than a billion rands, which says that the courts believe that the damage to them was very, very substantial. So that, um, so that this, is, this is shows how the courts have seen this conduct, and also that people can get money back uh, in terms of, of damages. But for conduct, this happened um, around about 10 years ago. Uh, it's the second conduct that SAA was involved in um, of this nature. My goodness, one billion rand. Thank you very much, Professor Simon Roberts, the Executive Director of Centre for Competition.